What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey, it's another New Vision podcast. Cloud with you here, and we're continuing on in our book study uh, through uh, a companion of the Accelerate Sermon series. But we're going through First Peter, and we'll actually end up going through Second Peter, which is a shorter book by the time we get through this series of podcasts. And so, really quickly, uh, hopefully you've listened to all these podcast episodes. But you know, if you haven't, you can always go back some. Uh, we've hit this a lot on a lot of these episodes. I know myself has, and I heard Brasher last week talk about how big the context is. He did a great job talking about context. And so really I'm, I'm reading first Peter chapter five, and it's one of those verses that starts with a conjunction, you know, so, or therefore, and we need to go back and look at the context. And so it's talking about suffering. And we've seen that over the course of these episodes, there's the church times are hard and they're going to get harder. Uh, leaders are bad and it's about to get worse. And, you know, it's talked about, hey, we need to submit to our masters and submit to authority. And we've talked about how to apply those things. And really, you know, the church is about to go through it. Okay. Now, in our American context, uh, we we have some soft persecution. We have some kind of covert, as I'd call it, you know, underlying antagonism towards Christianity, but it's nowhere near what has been the case in all of history, relatively speaking, and especially if you're reading the news, following the news now, um, when this episode releases, you know, Afghanistan is well within the headlines of of the news, and um, a lot of Christians that are still there, and pastors and stuff, you know, things are about to get bad, you know, has the potential. And I know things have already been bad and people being killed and persecuted for, for being Christians. And so, and that's certainly the case in other parts of the rest of the world that is, is hazardous to our lives to be a Christian. And so hearing that as an American, knowing that our persecution is nowhere near compared to that, yet still understanding like, okay, hey, we still need to learn this stuff. And, you know, understanding as we apply it, or apply it to potential circumstances that we all might face to in our church here in America, that we're a part of the church universal and identify with the original audience of this letter and then God's people, um, our brothers and sisters who are throughout the world. And so anyways, that is the context. We saw that in chapter four in the preceding parts, talking about, hey, verse 19, let those who suffer according to God's will entrust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. And it's talking about how this time of judgment or this suffering, that's kind of this rhetoric that it's using to begin at the household of God, you know, and so the the church is going to go through it. So that's the context. I'm reading First Peter chapter 5 with that context, and this is the ESV Bible. So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed. Elders, verse 2, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful game, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, 
with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And I know that last part is kind of famous. You may have memorized that. I know some unbelievers who even know that phrase, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble, which is really the overriding takeaway from today's chunk of scripture. But I wrote two things and, you know, I was writing notes in this, trying to study. I'm like, hey, I've got to record this podcast and get this thing cranked out for you guys. And uh, just kind of struggling with how I wanted to word it because it's like, typically, you know, I think a lot of us, you guys listen to this podcast Maybe you just go on Sundays or maybe you're in a connection group or a community group or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, so, so, oh, so, exhort the elders and, and shepherd and exercise. Over. Okay, this doesn't apply to me. I'll skip on. Like, And I think that's kind of, uh, um, you know, normally when we're reading, that's like, oh, this is, you know, we can extrapolate the application. And, oh, this is talking about people who are in vocational ministry. Uh, and I think that's certainly the main application from here. Th- this would be in our context, you know, the pastors, the staff at New Vision, leaders. But I want to encourage all of us that in a sense, we're all leaders, whether you're in that position of authority or not, God has given you a sphere of influence. And so that that's kind of a takeaway is to, to be encouraged from that. And so these these kind of things, well, what's your sphere of influence? Are you are you uh, exercising oversight, you know, not under compulsion, but are you doing willingly as God would? Are you, are you just doing things for the money, not for shameful gain, but are you you know, are, are you just, well, whatever, you know, just get enough to get by? Well, no, it says, but do it eagerly. Are you domineering over people around you? Or, you know, are you setting an example? Are you practicing what you preach? Those kind of things. That applies to all of us, I think, whether you're in, you know, vocational ministry or not. But specifically, and we're trying to get to the the original audience here of this text, I think it's amazing when you you, you really pause and think about who's writing this. I mean, this is Peter, right? And you talk about a guy who's really failed at being a leader. You know, he was in Jesus's inner circle of the 12 and Jesus is like, hey, on this rock, you, you know, I'll, I'll build my church. Talking about how Peter's going to be a main part of that, not the, the rock, but a main part of the confession of Christ. He has really failed. You know, you know that story that he denied Christ three times and then Jesus redeems him, redeems that relationship and and says, hey, you know, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And uh, his, his response is, you know, Lord, that I, I love you. And he's like, well, if you love me, feed my sheep. In other words, you know, hey, you're to be a shepherd. You're to be a leader. You're, you're, you're called to this ministry as your life. It's a calling. It's more than just a job. And we see that here in, in verses two, you know, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly. That's different than a job. Um, not for shameful games, so it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. You know, a lot, a lot of these quote televangelist pastors who have these billionaire jets and stuff like, like we all kind of know, like, okay, that's shameful game. Like, something's not right with this guy. But eagerly, not domineering those over your charge, but being examples to the flock. And so, as we when we understand this context, we understand who originally wrote it, and we see and extrapolate the application for our, our church, even New Vision. We see that we all have a burden, especially our leaders, you know, and it's speaking to you as, as a staff member at, at New Vision and, you know, I'm, I'm wrapping up, hopefully we'll be wrapping up my seminary master's degree soon in the next year or so. But re- reading this, it's really humbling because it shows that, you know, our leaders, prospective leaders, guys that are being trained up and equipped to be leaders, leaders do have a burden if you're calling, you're, uh, if you're called to ministry 
we're all called to ministry, but if you're called specifically to this vocational ministry where it's like, yeah, man, leaders have this burden. I was thinking about this and how humbling it is because, you know, if you, if you go on Apple and you look at the podcast and you look in categories, uh, the number one in the spiritual and religion section, I mean, number one in the charts as of the recording of this podcast episode is a podcast that's all about a, a, uh, a mega church that crashed and burned because of, um, quite honestly, a leader who was domineering and, you know, doing some things that were just really not being an example and not being a good shepherd to his flock. And, uh, you know, I don't want to beat him up on him cause I think he's been restored and, uh, I really, you know, like this guy, you know, I'm a big fan, but at, at the same time it's learning from that. It's like, Hey, you know what, you know, there's this huge burden of leadership within the church and, and the damage and, and wake zone, you know, the, the shock wave that uh, a leader crashing and burning can cause is, is huge. And so why am I telling you all this stuff? And you're like, okay, that doesn't really apply. Well, because, because our leaders have a burden. So too, and this is the second point in the notes. So we, you know, followers, young people, you know, congregation, they have a burden too. We all have a burden. Uh, and so what are you doing with your leaders? What are you doing with people like Pastor Brady or Pastor Nick or your staff members, or maybe your community group leader or, or whoever it is, you know, are you praying for them? Are you affirming them? Are you trusting them, honoring and praying? It's talking about, hey, younger people, that's not necessarily age, but, you know, younger people in, in the faith or, uh, you know, be subject to your elders. So clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility towards one another. We're supposed to be humble towards one another, and that includes, you know, being a follower to our leaders. And so I think all of us, if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're, sh- you're going to church. You're, you're probably on the, the process, the Worship Connect, Serve, Go. You've been, you, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. But when the rubber meets the road, you know, we all need to be reminded, not only your leaders, but all of us need to be reminded of our burden, our responsibility. And that includes as followers, quote, being subject to the elders, end quote. And so what does that look like? Man, there's a whole variety of ways that that can play itself out. That's really practical. But I think of just one example, you know, we've all been through a tough year or two, you know, with the whole pandemic and that whole thing and decisions made that some of you listening might not always agree with. Some of you are agreeing with it. Either way, what does it mean? Well, here's a great example of being subject to the elders. You know, people make decisions. People in leadership have the tough calls. They take the, you know, opinions and and wisdom and the facts and try to do the best they can, you know, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit and scripture to make decisions. And you are faced, all of us are faced with a choice, whether we're going to be, quote, subject to the elders or not. By simple rhetoric, and I, and you see this ex- as an example, people will be like, well, I don't know why they're doing the mask mandate. I don't know why they're doing these the parking lot thing. I don't know why they're doing it this way. I don't know why they did. Like, there, there's that rhetoric. And, and, you know, what might be a really practical takeaway is change that to we, hey, with humility towards one another, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Be subject to your elders. You know, we're in this together, and you have a burden to your leadership. So maybe try we. Like, hey, we're doing this. We're doing, I don't necessarily agree, but we are doing this. I think that's super practical as a way to to kind of, as a takeaway. What, what's your rhetoric like as, as regards to uh, the leadership 
your community group, Brady, Nick, staff members at New Vision, your family, your brothers and sisters of Christ at New Vision, and, and you know, wherever this finds you. And so I hope that this has been beneficial to you and that sometimes when we read over texts like this, we don't just skip over, that we think a little bit more hard and try to uh, apply, really apply and live out what what God's Word is telling us. And so if you have any questions, shoot me an email, andrew.cloud at newvisionlife.com. Hope you're studying Scripture for yourself. And as always, we will see you guys tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.